The uh, views and opinions that are expressed on this show are uh, not that of KUCI, the management, or the Board of Regents, but they are mine. Welcome to the Beer Ambassador Show. I'm your host, Mikhail Woodward, the Beer Ambassador. Uh, we started as Beer Ambassadors. We're still Beer Ambassadors, but I'm the Beer Ambassador, and it all works out. Every week, we're talking about the world of craft beer. Right now, in this quarter, I am from 530 to 6, not at 5, and I apologize for that, but I have nothing, um, no control over that. Although I have requested to go back to 5 o'clock next quarter. We'll see how that works out. Hopefully, you guys are having a good time out there. Um, I, I want to welcome uh, one of my resident sit-ins uh, <laughs> of recently, a good friend of mine, Andrew Reed. How you doing, Andrew? I'm doing great. Good to see you again. Awesome. Uh, good to have you in the studio. It, it, it's really nice because I don't always get to have people in the studio. Half the time I'm talking about beer or interviewing people or whatever they are uh, calling in. Um, and sometimes it's record, pre-recorded, so it's it's really cool to be able to have you these times uh, in the studio. Thank you, my friend. My pleasure. So uh, um, and we're going to get right into it, my friends. I'm just going to kind of give you an idea of what we're going to talk about. With tomorrow is National Repeal Day. We're going to talk about that. Monday is uh, National Logger Day, and uh, and this Saturday there are two events going on. Uh, there is the Brujojo, and also Gamecraft Brewing has its grand, grand opening. So um, we're going to start with Brujojo. Brujojo, if you didn't know, this is the seventh year for the Brujojo, and um, it is a fun event. It's a it's a uh, a limited uh, ticket uh, event. I, I don't remember how many they have, but let's just say the Ha Ha, the Brew Ha Ha is like five thousand people. This one here is closer to a thousand, or maybe even less than that. Um, yeah, I don't know the exact number, but definitely a smaller event. And um, of the Brouhaha Productions events, one of my favorites for sure of the year. Oh, for sure. I mean, it, well, it's just fun because you go there, you know, it's noon noon to 4 this Saturday, the 8th. Um, as I said, the 7th year. But uh, everybody's wearing, well, not everybody, but almost everybody's in some kind of festive garb. A lot of ugly sweaters. Uh, a lot of uh, festive hats. I've seen some elves. I've seen some Santas. I wear my Hanukkah hat. Um, I, what do you usually wear there, uh, Andrew? Honestly, I wear a brew house shirt because I always got to be flying the flag. So, and oftentimes we're, we actually pour at the event. This yeah. year we're not. I'm I'm really actually kind of looking forward to getting more around and talking to folks and actually trying the beers versus pouring beers. Oh, that's cool. So when was the last time you were there as a patron, as it were? Uh, I'd say probably four years four ago. Four years, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I remember you pouring every year. But uh, yeah, so I have to think of something good. I probably have a Santa hat or something I could dig out of the ground. I just hope it's not going to be. Well, there's supposed to be rain the next couple of days, so I think it's going to be clear. I hope it's not raining, and I hope it's not absolutely beating down hot. Because last year I wore my sweater and, and my hat, and I was dying because <laughs> it was I think, really. I think hot. the rain ends on Friday, and Saturday should be an awesome day. Just a nice day, but not too hot. And, and they have the indoor and the outdoor, so you get that's you know, true. You can get out of the sun if you need to. But, yeah, but it's indoor. Well, basically, there's a covered tent area, and uh, and uh, that's where the one of the stages is. That's usually where Santa is if you want to sit on his lap. <laughs> um, the last couple of years, they've had the band playing outside on the stage there. True. And uh, and then of course they have food trucks and uh, there's some vendors and all that. Yeah, they're having a holiday fair, so yeah, a chance to grab some. I know gifts and stocking stuffers. Yeah. I'm sure Stella Davina will be there uh, with her with her coasters and uh, Russell Company with their really great bags that are reused from uh, malt. Oh. Um, you know, so if you're buying the big fifty pound bags, you know, they reuse those for uh, bags and clothing and all that. It's really cool stuff. Oh, interesting. Um, I'll be having them on on the show soon. Um, uh, so, anyways. Uh, 
what I do like about that event, which people don't realize, uh, is that um, there are a lot of big beers, like like holiday beers, a lot of like winter warmers, but there's some barrel-aged beers there. There's some big beers. Yeah, for sure. Some people roll out some specialties uh, every year at that event. Yeah, some people would say whales coming out. <laughs> yep. Right? The Christmas, <laughs> the holiday whales, they say that. Uh, it's like a Norwal. And uh, I think the the collaboration beer this year is also going to be a heavy hitter, so... Uh, yes, I'm not exactly sure what it is, but they did it with Docent, and oh, I wanna, they did. I want to say it's an Imperial Stout or something like that. But it 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 is, and uh, I'm glad you brought that up because I meant to to mention that because um, Cameron had posted about it. Um, he, he had a series uh, of posts about it actually, which I thought was um, kind of cool. But basically, it has to do with um, the guys uh, having beards. So. Um, yeah, that, that's right. The name of the beer is Beard Envy. Yes. <laughs> so you can be envious of their beards because you don't have one, but they um, they actually have some. Since we're talking about it, if you guys are if you want some cans and you're in in South County, you should go by Docent and you could pick up. Uh, I don't I don't know if they're four packs or six packs, but you can pick up some cans of Beard Envy. Um, and if that, they're out, we might get some at the brew house too. Just a yeah, shameless plug but, there. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, you'll be there. But but no, if they have them, if you have them too, I do know that they will have that beer uh, at the brew house, so you'll be able to try it there. Um, but there was a video on it. I was trying to see where where it was, but basically, it. I'm pretty sure it's a stout. It doesn't say it right here. I was trying to look it up on Beard Envy, but um, you can go get yours, and it's going to be a good thing. Um, so moving on, tomorrow uh, is is uh, the fifth of December, and that uh, marks National Repeal Day. If you don't know what National Repeal Day is, uh, our company went into a sad and tragic experiment uh, based on a lot of factors. There was a lot of religious uh, parts of it, um, but uh, you know, beer and taverns. And pubs have been a a um, part of the makeup of America since since we started, since we were just colonies, and that's where people went to talk about uh, business and politics. Um, yeah, and the, the old public house, the old public house, <laughs> and you and you and and the taverns and all that, and that's where you would do that. That's where they would enlist people to sign up for all kinds of stuff. What happened there? And so beer has been part of the fabric of, of, of and the backbone of our country. But there was a whole bunch of things, and there were some people who weren't very happy that maybe the men were spending too much time there and some <laughs> other stuff. And there was this temperance movement, and um, and uh, we got into um, the worst thirteen years of American history. <laughs> I'm sure it was a terrible time, uh, but yeah, I, I heard the term "the Great Experiment." I didn't realize that it applied specifically to that. It was for sure an interesting time, for sure. Well, tell, I know you were looking it up. I know about it, um, but uh, tell tell me. You, you said you looked it up a little because I told you we were going to talk about it. So, yeah, tell yeah. me what tell me what you <clears throat> learned because I I think it's cool to to get someone else's fresh perspective on it, even if they were aware of it, but then they went and said, oh, I didn't realize this or that, you know? Well, the first thing that struck me was I looked up Prohibition, and, and rather than going straight to uh, the U.S. version of that, it listed a, a pretty long list of countries that did the same at different times, in, in some cases similar times. But um, just the fact that there were so many Prohibition movements at, at some point. But, um, you know, I think it was, um, as you said, a, a time of... Um, you know, perhaps more uh, religious fervor, and uh, well, part of it too. If you go back to it, I know in England there was a whole thing about um, 
with taverns, um, them becoming public houses and stuff. There's a history of that, and I won't go into it right now because we don't have the whole time. But um, but there there went from beer that would be made locally to the gin movement, and and they were called gin houses, and they became places of ill repute, and to you know basically gin had a evil kind of thing connotation to it but so there was some stuff there and all, some of those things kind of came over to america as well but you can you could find where there were uh, houses of ill repute and there was gambling and all kinds of uh, unsavory yeah. things going on um and and today we think well well okay gambling's not that big deal but but for most of history it's it's been, you know, drugs and, and, and prostitution and a bunch of other stuff all go hand in hand. And as we know, if you try to make something illegal, people will find their way to it yeah. in some way, shape, or form. And Well, and so going back to this, so then you get the temperance movement and then you get, you know, prohibition actually comes in uh, and is voted in. And uh, we went through it for 13 years, but people would make their own beer, their their own spirits uh, gin bathtub gin was there and you know I, i've had people oh so you joke you're a home brewer you make you make beer in your bathtub i'm like no i i don't that's disgusting but but uh i had to joke the other day because i did put my beer in the bathtub and the fact that i put i had to i let it i let my uh fermenter which is a separate own clean conical right right but i put it in the bathtub because i wasn't using the second bathroom for it to just sit in a in, in an undisturbed location. <laughs> but I had to joke, I'm like, oh, now I'm brewing beer in my bathtub. I've never done this before. Well, didn't Jim Cook from Sam Adams talk about brewing it in his kitchen sink, yeah. something like that? Kitchen, yeah. I mean, a lot of people start on the stovetop and all that stuff. But uh, but the, the problem with sanitation, and if, you, if you're doing spirits, especially not beer, but you have to be able to, uh, I think we were talking about, you have to be able to take off the front and end of that um, distilled spirit or you're going to, kill yourself or yeah. wreck someone's brain but uh, you know going back to prohibition what i think was interesting is coming out the other end the beer industry really got consolidated quickly to just a, a handful of really large companies yeah and it hasn't really been until the last few years that we've even gotten back to the same level of uh, craft breweries in the united states that as existed before prohibition yeah. so pre-prohibition you know three thousand something breweries uh obviously all of them pretty much are shuttered during prohibition come out the other end and then all of a sudden you've got your you know Coors and Millers and um, Anheuser-Busch's um, dominating the market in a big way and it's been wrestled away but over decades yeah well, I mean I and I I've said this on the show before I, I give them credit because they were able to make it through a time period where they were making malt right and you had malteds instead of shakes and and different malted products malt balls and whatever um, and they were able to make it through. And then there's some of them who had uh, stuff for medicinal purposes. <laughs> so they had like a little wink, wink from the government. We're going to let you get by on medicinal purposes. But uh, as you were saying, uh, the production, the sale, and the distribution was what is what was illegal. Yeah, the consumption and ownership were not illegal. So I guess if you made your own, and there may have been limits on how much. but Yeah, I'm sure there were, because of the ownership. If they found it, they would probably destroy it. Yeah. Like they did, <laughs> you know, because every speakeasy, if they caught you with that, they're I think you know all the Dukes of Hazard <laughs> scenarios are yeah. probably more about the selling of it versus yeah. just making it. All that was rum running, yeah. right? More rum going on down there, but I'm sure the gin and the whiskey and moonshine, the moonshine, moonshine was a little more popular there. <clears throat> but beer's always been part of that. Um, but we, but but what was cool about National Repeal Day um, is after that 13 year. Uh, experiment and tragedy i think probably the best thing that came out of there was uh, jazz 
uh, <laughs> out of that era. But um, <laughs> and, and it's and it has a resurgence today. But um, but the fact that the you know President Roosevelt said, "I think it's time America had a beer," and that was really his, his quote. Um, and and then uh, he pushed for uh, for the repeal, and pretty much it was unanimous, and uh, and that was signed on December fifth. So I think you said it took it took effect later, but um, it did take effect later. But I think quickly they did at least allow the production of three two beer, so three point two percent beer. Yeah. Uh, which helped, I'm sure. We're, I'm sure all of it. <laughs> I mean, but it's interesting how that standard still exists in some states. You know, uh, and I'm not sure if entirely, but uh, when they used to have more of a no, split. Utah still has it. Okay, and Colorado used to have a kind of a split drinking age. It was 18 to buy 3.2 and 21 to buy anything stronger. Yep. So if you're out there wondering what 3.2 means, it's 3.2 percent alcohol by volume or ABV. Um, so it's it's a what we call a small beer. Um, uh, or even some people would even maybe call it a session, but it's really a small beer. <clears throat> and um, and then, so there's different ABVs. And so if you get above, uh, some some states, even Utah, I don't think if you're selling in a store, you can be above 4, 4.5. I don't think, I think it's above, I want to say it's 4. I'd have to look it and up. I think Epic Brewing had issues with what they could pour in their uh, tasting room as well. Yeah. Oh, in fact, I know this, um, <clears throat> that any brewery out there, they can't, if you're, I was wanting to visit, um, them and I found out when I was going in that that you they could not sell me draft beer at a, at a certain percentage. If I want the original beer, I could buy the bottle to go. But I <laughs> so I'm at the brewery yeah. and I can buy the and that was bizarre to me that I couldn't. Yeah, because you think it's gonna be fresh I'm out of the bright fresh tank. draft, <laughs> and I couldn't do it. You know, so there's still um, but but see all those prohibitions that come in have been uh, as I I've said this many times on the show too. I think it was three years ago that. That Alabama was the last state that allowed homebrewing, um, and it, it was still considered illegal hmm. until uh, up to three years ago. And and California, uh, technically, I, I was breaking the law not knowing it because me going to a place like yours and bringing my homebrew was considered uh, illegal. And so we had to uh, work together um, with the California Homebrewers Association to have an amendment or the legislature the the one thing they're doing up there is getting the beer stuff yeah. right so uh, <laughs> and that just happened right but, I mean, yeah that was like just a, the last year or that something? was uh maybe a year and a half two years ago okay. tops um that 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 it, that i mean it was being done anyways but people didn't know they were um breaking the law breaking the law and uh, i don't know how accident do you think it was actually being you know and it was getting charged with that it wasn't but it could have yeah i mean if someone wanted to be a jerk or whatever. It's like one of those weird laws in other states where it's like, you know, if you have a squirrel and keep it in a, you know, this kind of cage and whatever. Really? I'm not sure. <laughs> I've never heard of the squirrel law, but. Uh, you know, I'm sure it's some clickbait I'm online. Sure. You, can, <laughs> <laughs> but you won't believe this interesting law in this uh, state. They're drinking with squirrels. That's the problem. Uh, squirrel. I was, when I say squirrel, that means we're off on a different tra- track or trail. Um, so, yeah, it's it's. I think it's really cool to remember this day. It's tomorrow, people. But definitely go out and have a beer on National Repeal Day. If you if you look it up on online, I, I really suggest people to do that and get part of the history and understand how it started. I mean, you know, read for five or ten minutes and kind of learn about our history and where it's today. But it, it did affect us. We we can celebrate now. You have the right to, to be able to to not only make your own beer, but you can drink a beer in public, and that was not a, allowed. 
Yeah, well, right. you know, it's interesting because we're going through the same thing right now just with cannabis in California and, yes. of course, other states. We're emerging from this prohibition, and it's exactly. um, it's interesting. I wonder if uh, how different those two events uh, appeared, I mean, in terms of when uh, alcohol was, you know, when that was repealed. Um, it was demonized. I mean, yeah. it literally was demonized. But, I mean, I wonder if people, like, ran out in the streets cheering or oh, if they it did. was just... Oh, they did. You can go see people. I mean, they had... <clears throat> They had. That's when they were talking about happy days are here again. That yeah. whole happy days are here again. That was all about uh, being able to drink liquor legally. Okay. And uh, and so it, it affects us in song and all that kind of stuff. And people were out celebrating and drinking, and they were. It was crazy. Not like riots, but celebration on the street. Yeah. Like they were out like yeah. Look. So I guess not not as much of that <laughs> in the with the repeal of prohibition of cannabis or not, not even repeal uh, legalization, but uh, yeah. People, maybe people were like. What were we just talking about? <laughs> no, it's true. No, no, uh, yeah. For you guys who don't know, we're talking about prohibition of, of, of alcohol uh, back in the 20s and 30s, but um, uh, of the of the 20th century, so the 1900s. But um, but we but I, I agree with you, Andrew. We I talked when I talked about every year I mentioned National Appeal Day, and uh, and I talked about cannabis is, is the has been the prohibition and then it's been demonized. Um, there's a whole lot of, I mean, and they've changed the strains and stuff. So um, I do think that anything is with caution and moderation. But, sure. But uh, um, the things that they've been able to get for the medical community with CBD and all this kind of stuff like that, should, it should be allowed. But, you know, at one time, uh, you can get absinthe again. And absinthe was demonized as all get out because wine, wanted, you know, there were people who were paying the, the politicians to be able to make sure wine went up top. And that's how it happened. So... If people don't think that politics and money are moving <laughs> a lot of those things, so you have to be active, and that's why the same thing with the sta- the states. I mean, we had a lot of the states where you couldn't drink beer or you can't buy liquor in certain counties still because of the blue laws and yeah. all that kind of stuff. You couldn't sell on Sunday, but you know. There, but then there are there are laws have been in the in parts of the South where it's the grandfather law. If you're if you're, it doesn't matter that you're not 18. You can be 12 or 13, but you're with your dad or your grandpa uh, or your, gra- your mom, and you can have a drink because it's legal. Yeah. So I think that should be anywhere, honestly. Yeah. Because then we wouldn't have uh, people who want to binge drink because uh, it's a taboo. Yeah. Right? And I think that we should have 18. I think that's the prohibition that we still have that we need to get over. If you can live on your own, you can get a, a car loan, a student loan, you can buy a house. You can serve your country, die for your country. You should be able to drink. Yeah. Um, and if we if we treated uh, our young adults with m- more expectation and that kind of thing, with training them up and not making it a taboo and evil. And a lot thing. of people talk about oh, and you know, France, you know, kids will regularly have you know, kind of watered down wine with a meal or something. And I'm, I think that it does, uh, you know, lead to probably you know, better uh, moderation in, in those, uh, like you said, those teen years when. A lot of kids here go crazy. Yeah, and uh, and 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 hopefully you're out there listening. You're not doing this, but I'm sure it happens here on this campus as well, um, because we're not a dry campus. But you know, just be careful out there, people, when you're doing the holidays. Hopefully, you had a great uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas. Hanukkah's here, so we're in the middle of Hanukkah. So happy Hanukkah to those who celebrate out there um, the festival of lights. Uh, uh, and the time of miracles and stuff, but then we're going to we go into Christmas. I know there's people who celebrate Kwanzaa. There'll be New Year's, so we're in the holiday season. We want you to drink and be responsible for all that kind of stuff. Um, 
And uh, there's all kinds of beers we could talk about, but I want to talk about from, from, from National Prohibition Day, which is tomorrow, people, but next Monday is National Lager Day. And I think it's fantastic that we've come to where lagers were known as these not-so-good beers because they're American lagers by these big commercial companies, but now we have some really fantastic lagers out there. Yeah, and it's a, a style, I think, that um, is sometimes difficult to nail, but... Um, when done, when done well, it's uh, a delicious style, I think. Oh. And not just for warmer for weather, sure. I think, you know. For all weather. Yeah. Yeah. It's, well, but then I, I drink a stout all year round, too. So I yeah. just, if <laughs> I'm in true. the mood, I'm, I'm, I'm in the mood for a good beer. But I do, I, I agree. A lot of people think uh, stouts in the winter and, and lagers in the summer. Um, and, uh, I mean, that's partly true. But if, if you look at it, it was about the harvest. So it was, log, yeah, exactly. Logger, it was about logger, the harvest. It was about winter so and being log, able to yeah. age that. That's what. So that beer through, at that yeah. lower temperature. So that that's what happened originally yeah. with lagering. I, I don't think people realize that either. Yeah, you'd be able to come through the winter and then have it in the spring, really. But then they, they made the box on the my box and that kind of stuff like that too. But uh, and speaking of lagering, um, the uh, I had an opportunity just recently to go to the new Game Craft Brewery down in Lake uh, yeah. Forest. I and, love what uh, Scott and Andrew are doing now. That they were on the <coughs> show about three weeks ago. And uh, they've got some specialty, you know, fermentation tanks for for loggers, and they're more the horizontal type, and uh, they're definitely doing that right. So I think that's going to help uh, distinguish what you know what they do relative to other offerings. And their location's good. It's you know right off the freeway. It's um, in an area that has no other. I mean, unless you're going to count BJ's, uh, no other brewery really in close proximity that I can think of. Um, so I think they're going to do real well. And it's a really cool space, and the brewery's high-tech. It looks really nice. Um, so I think uh, I think we'll probably have another winner here in Orange County. Yeah, I, I really enjoy it. Uh, what I like is uh, that, you know, <clears throat> like you said, they have, I mean, they have some great IPAs, but they have some great loggers. And those loggering tanks are just beautiful set yeah. up there, the six right there. But so they have a beautiful system, but they have really good food. And it's just a cool atmosphere. Yeah, I didn't have the food, but it looks, you know, looks oh. like a good offering. And, um, uh, you know, shameless plug number three. Um, we'll have uh, one of their beers down at the brew house real soon, probably this coming week. Um, that's not shameless. That's just yeah, <laughs> giving us some information. Um, I will tell you that if you go over to um, to uh, GameCraft and you try, the, just just try the pretzel bites. I mean... Oh. They're they're like this crispiness on the outside, and they're just soft and warm on the inside. And they come with uh, a, a whole grain mustard or a, like the spicy kind of cheese sauce kind of thing. But um, <clears throat> it's really good. And the um, uh, karagi chicken. Um, I'm just going to tell you guys if if you can't if you like some heat, go half. If you can't have heat, just don't do and just go without. But if you like it hot, um, go with the the full spice. Or like my friend who said that's not enough. He needed a double. They can do like atomic double for you, but um, but be prepared because um, when I was on three weeks ago, we had had some before I came here, and um, it was still visiting me a couple <laughs> hours later. Uh, lips were still burning. My lips, my, my my tongue, my throat. I was like, it was warm, my friend. It just and it's one of those things that builds and then lingers. And it's they're pretty explicit <clears throat> on the menu. It does say very spicy. So it does well, and you know because uh, S- Scott and Conda uh, are, are co-owners there, and uh, his wife uh, Conda is Thai, so they have like an influence of kind of American. 
um, almost Latin and Thai blend in there, but that Thai's coming in. I'm telling you, the yeah. pickles are hot. <laughs> they got some spice going on, but it's really good food for people, and they have uh, um, s- some really cool games. And even though they're game ca- craft, and they're going to probably do some video game thing. There's more about putting your phone down, playing games there, and uh, yeah, more like board games, you know, and, and just backgammon, and having and an interaction with each other. Yeah. Last week they had the uh, release of a new board game called The Cult oh. or Cult. And they were playing the Colt. I'm sorry, the band, but the Colt. And I got to play. I sat down with Scott and one of the guys who was demoing it for the company, and uh, it was it was fun to play. You know what I'm saying? So they they definitely uh, are, are taking that stuff literally as they do that. Yeah. But uh, for you guys who don't know, um, they've been open for a couple of months now. But they're a fit, I did mention a few weeks ago that they're going to have their grand opening sometime in December, beginning and middle, and we weren't sure when. But that it's going to be this. Uh, Saturday, the eighth, the same day as the Ho Ho. I'll be at the Ho Ho first. Then I'll go over there. <laughs> there but go. Uh, but but Gamecraft will be having their grand opening from noon, uh, twelve noon to twelve midnight. And if you want to be there for the ribbon cutting, that's going to happen around four o'clock. I will I will miss that because I'll still be at the Ho Ho, the <laughs> Brew Ho Ho. But um, but I'll be looking forward to having uh, you know beard envy because I don't have a beard anymore. I shade off. I sh- I, I really forgot to talk about it because I. My bathroom's been worked on, and my car broke down, and everything else. But I had actually shaved my chin for Movember, for for men's prostate and stuff. But um, but now I don't have a beard, so I had to kind of grow it back. <laughs> I can say I have beard envy right now. I've never, <laughs> had, I've never had beard envy. Soul patch is looking good. Though. <laughs> oh, thanks, I appreciate that. Um, so, are there any beers uh, you're looking forward to? Uh, actually, I want to go back to National Lager Day. I know we mentioned that they have some really good loggers there at GameCraft. Um, loggers, but but there's some. I mean, there's. I mean, if you look at Barley Forge, uh, I, I, um, I know that uh, um, um, Bottle Logic and uh, Bootleggers, and I think uh, almost everybody around, if I'm thinking about it correctly, Artifacts, but they all have a logger or two. Um, and there's some good stuff. Out Though there. oftentimes they're blondes, not not true some, loggers. Yeah, some of them, not a all. A lot of morales, so. but. Um, and speaking of which, I just had a quick question for you that had popped into my mind earlier. I'm not seeing as many fresh hop beers uh, this time of year when I would expect to see more of them. Uh, you know, born yesterday from Lagunitas, you know, does it count anymore? I don't know. It's still a good beer, but uh, I guess they're technically not craft. Um, but, well, uh, just, they're, they're know, not. They're still craft. They're not independent craft. There you go. Right. Yeah. Um, so a difference if you want to look for independent. Um yeah, I haven't seen as many lately either, but I will say uh, GameCraft has, uh, they have one that, that's pretty awesome that just came out with a West Coast style. That's the GGEZ? The GGEZ. Oh, I had that. It was phenomenal. And it's amazing, and yeah. it's uh, it's dry hopped with uh, Citroen Mosaic. Yeah. Um, and uh, the that that beer is nice and hoppy and balanced, and it's really good. GGEZ, by the way, is a gaming term. Good game. Easy games, like a little in your uh, face. Like I had a good game, <laughs> it was easy for me. So I, I learned that one because I didn't know it. That was game speak. Um, but uh, what are you looking forward to, like at the Brujo or just for the holiday seasons? Are you doing anything special? Kind of? Are you guys doing anything that uh, for like a, a seasonal? Yeah, event? We're, we, well, and you know, we start to bring in a few of those holiday themed beers. Um, uh, Noel to Abbey from Lost Abbey. Ooh, that sounds um, good. We have uh, the craft craft out in Temecula. We've got there, or Lake Elsinore has uh, the La Brujeria. 
Yeah. It's uh, an imperial stout with some kind of Mexican spices. Uh, I've got a winter I IPA like that coming. Ten years ago, and people were like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> but isn't that, I love that kind of stuff. I'm um, trying to remember who makes the winter IPA. I don't think it was Ecliptic, but um, uh, so, so yeah, those types. You know, Joko Vesa from from Stones always a, a tasty holiday treat. Yeah. I think. <clears throat> I, I like. Uh, I still, you know, any kind of winter warmer. I still, honestly, uh, Samuel Adams is so big they sh- probably shouldn't be considered independent anymore. <laughs> but, um, but uh, they are craft beer. But they have like a, a holiday porter, and they have um, old Fezziwig, which I still, honestly, it's kind of like a, a nostalgic beer for me. And you don't find a lot of beers of that style. And I agree yeah. with you. I like that beer. And, oh. and you know, I I give Sam Adams a pass, even though they're well, maybe some of the contract brewing starts to cross the line. Yeah. But, uh, but I mean, but it, it's good beer, yeah. and it's a it's a good mix pack, and they're pretty good, decent prices. You're gonna pick up a mix pack, yeah. You know, and they're not they're not they'll always have a couple of regular Samuel Adams in there. <laughs> but uh, but that's that why I, I always called that the best airport beer. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. the, the best thing you could usually find in an airport was the same at one time, huh? Yeah. But not now. Yeah. Now everybody's building crap beer in, in those kind of places and stuff like that. That's so, true. Um, now that yeah. I'm not traveling as much, bummer. It's <laughs> oh, a bummer, huh? Oh, I guess I'll just have to find it here. I'm, not that, that we're lacking for it in Orange County. Yes. Well, I guess we're going to have to wrap it up, my friend. Thanks for coming in and talking beer with me. It was fun. Thanks and, for having uh, me. I hope everybody enjoys National Repeal Day, Day tomorrow and on Monday, National Lager Day. And don't forget the Brew Ho Ho. I, I, I'm not sure if they're sold out yet, but they always sell out every year. And if you can't make that, then you can go to uh, GameCraft. So until next time, drink good beer, eat good food, hang out with good people, and drink more good beer. <laughs>